Welcome back to another Cleveland versus the World podcast. And today we will be talking about this year's upcoming March Madness tournament. It was a great round of conference tournaments. Last year we got canceled during the conference tournaments due to COVID. Um, and along with me today to talk about this March Madness tournament is my good friend Zach Cole. Zach, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Joey. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's always good to hear. So the first thing I want to talk about is um, this top-heavy bracket. You know, so if you look at these one seeds, you know, Baylor, Michigan, Illinois, and Gonzaga, they all have a great shot to win the tournament. I think every year you got to pick a one seed to win the tournament because that's, that's what's most likely. That's usually just what happens. But you know, I, I mean, they're just I think so much better. You know, from these other teams that are, you know, even from like these five and six seeds that just kind of separate them and kind of make it an easy choice this year um, when you're picking a champion. And I think this especially goes for Gonzaga and Illinois. And we'll touch on this later when we get to like our final two and stuff. But I think everybody's going to pick Gonzaga and Illinois in the finals this year. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree with that. I, uh, I think that Illinois Illinois kind of sets itself apart from Gonzaga. Gonzaga's a good team, but Illinois plays in the toughest conference at least this year. Mm-hmm. Been a lot of good teams. Gonzaga, people say they have a Mickey Mouse schedule. They're still a really good team at the end of the day. And, and I, I mean, Gonzaga had to go through BYU in their conference championship, and BYU hung with them. So, you know, and BYU's obviously a pretty decent team. They were ranked. But, yeah, I mean, there's just no question that uh, the Big Ten is by far the best conference, and a lot of these Big Ten teams are really made for the tournament just because of the amount of competition that they've had in, you know, their conference tournament and throughout the year. And, you know, especially Ohio State, at the end of the year, they're hanging around with um, a lot of these teams. And, yeah, they really haven't won some of these games, but, yeah, I don't understand how good these teams are. So, and another thing I want to point out is, I know me and you talked about this earlier, it, I think, you know, picking these final two, it kind of goes back to the a uh, couple years ago when everyone picked Duke um, to win the – uh, win the championship. It was like 75% of the population picked them, you know, because they had Zion, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish, but they were all freshmen and they ended up getting bounced in the elite eight. So I think this kind of goes to show that these two are a lot safer picks because they have experience and you see experience really plays a factor in March. It, just take a look two years ago when Virginia won it all, you know, Kyle guy was a veteran, you know, the year before that they had gotten bounced by 16 seed UMBC, of course, the year I picked Virginia to win it all, they get bounced in the first round. But, you know, that's a, another story for another day. But, yeah, you know, the experience really comes into play here in March. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think two years ago I had the same pick as you and Duke, and then three years ago I think I had the same pick as you and Virginia. Yeah, so, you know, great minds think alike, am I right? Yep. And I know we're both pretty, uh, you know, pretty both uh, picked on Illinois. But, I don't know, I'm kind of going back and forth here. You know, it really is. It really is back and forth. But just because I'm I'm an Ohio State fan, watching Illinois play is, is just they're too good. They're they're they too are. big inside. They can shoot well outside. Their bench comes in, outscores the other team's bench. It's it's crazy. That team's really good. And then down the stretch, they just turned up, which is what they did to Ohio State. But you know, we'll get into the final two a little bit later on. But the first thing I want to talk about is some sleeper teams this year. Uh, for me, you got to watch out for San Diego State. They're twenty-three and four. You know, I mean, I, they haven't really beaten anybody good, but they find a way. They find um, you know ways to win games, and I think they're catching hot right now. And most twelve seeds, I think a lot of the twelve-five matchups are going to go in favor of the twelve seeds, especially. Winthrop over Villanova and Georgetown. I think Georgetown can make a run. I know they're only fifteen and twelve, but I mean, I think they're playing their you know old style brand of basketball right now with Patrick Ewing. Oh yeah, Georgetown definitely one of the most popular twelve seed upsets this year. I would say coming off a hot, hot conference tournament, which mm-hmm. they took it all with Patrick Ewing. Pat, I mean, Patrick Ewing, one of the NBA greats, got a lot of got a lot of coaching experience. 
and he's got a lot of playing experience too. Get his team through March. I would certainly agree. But now you take a look at this Winthrop Villanova game. You know, I I've been up and down. I, I don't think Villanova is as good, especially now that you know Connor Gillespie, their best player, went down and he's out. But you know, you've given Jay Wright a week now to prepare without him. So I I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of these games are kind of a coin flip, fifty fifty. But I'm rolling the dice on Winthrop here. You know, I think I am too. You know, now you know going for the perfect bracket. You know, it's always something special <laughs> picking your upsets. But I def I do think that uh, Winthorpe definitely definitely has a good good a uh, good chance to make the upset. Yeah, I, I would certainly agree. And I've talked to a lot of people. A lot of people have Nova going far. So I mean, you know, this would certainly help my bracket if Winthorpe, uh, you know, upset gets the upset here. Mm-hmm. So moving on to some Cinderella teams. Now, every year you're going to have a Cinderella team. You know, one year it's Davidson with Steph Curry. A couple years ago it was Loyola, Chicago. Now, I mean, these are teams, the glass slipper falls off eventually. I mean, you know, they're not going to win at all. But these are, in my opinion, the lower seeds who I think are going to go very far. Now, like you said, it's very top-heavy. So I don't think a lot of these lower seeds, like 13, 14 seeds, are really going to pull off upsets. But I have San Diego State and USC both in the Elite Eight. You know, USC, I really like Evan Mobley. I think they get a good draw in their region of the bracket. And like I said, San Diego State, 23-4. and four, Not a whole lot to complain about. Now, San Diego State, definitely definitely one of the, uh, the tournament teams that come back every year. Not a lot of people hear about them during the regular season. But every year they're in the tournament. And I think that this year they have a really, really solid team. They're coming off a very solid win streak. They're coming into this tournament, and I think that they could make a run for the Elite Eight. I had them stopped in the Sweet 16, however. But I do think they could very well make the Elite Eight. Um, now, the other thing is this Ohio-Virginia game. Now, I, I've seen a lot of people pick Ohio because they have very good guard play. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Virginia is also very experienced. They're very well coached. I, I think this is another kind of a toss-up game. You know, I, I, I originally had Virginia going pretty far in the bracket. And then I switched it to Ohio winning, and now I switched it back, I think. And I just I, – I don't know where to go with this game. What do you make of it? You see, so this is this is what I thought at first. I was originally thinking Virginia. And what I, what I heard in ESPN the other day really changed my mind. So you think about this Virginia team, right? A lot of a lot of going into March Madness is preparing for your other team. Now Virginia didn't get to play in their conference uh, last two games of the conference tournament because of COVID, and they they had to quarantine, so they've only had virtual meetings on Zoom. And this is where it gets important. Ohio is a really good pick and roll game, and you can't really talk about that over Zoom without it practicing in real life because you have to you know get the switches, you have to be able to call it, and you have to be able to feel it really. So I I am taking Ohio in this matchup actually instead of Virginia now. Yeah, see, and that's really what I was thinking about. You know, you kind of forget COVID is going to play a big factor in this tournament, especially in the first round. You know, a team like Virginia who should be ready to go by Friday, but they haven't been able to practice. I mean, at this point in the season, you really shouldn't need practice. But when you're preparing for a team like Ohio, you know, good guard play. I think the dude's name is Jalen Preston, or their uh, point guard is. I mean, he's he's a triple double guy. I mean, he's he's probably going to come up big when you need him to. He's going to be picked in the first round next year. You know, uh, Jay Billis is really high on him. So I think, for, you know, this game, I, I, I really would lean towards Ohio. But the way that the um, – just the way that the bracket falls, if – so Virginia would win. They would play the winner of Creighton and um, University of, I think, Santa Clara Barbara. I, I picked Santa Clara Barbara to upset that game. So we could possibly get Ohio and Santa Clara Barbara in the next round. You know, who do who would you pick in that game? You know, I I I'd had to roll. I'd had to roll with Ohio University. I mean, honestly, I took I took Creighton. Shout out, shout out, my friend Colin, big Creighton <laughs> fan, put me on this season. Blue Jays. But uh, I'd had I'd had to take OU in that matchup. I mean, really, 
I just I just think that if they can roll Virginia, pretty hot win streak going in, won their conference tournament, won nine out of the last ten games, actually. I think they can make a run if they beat Virginia. And I, I honestly think Ohio could even beat Creighton. You know, I, Creighton's kind of, they've got a little problem with their head coach right now. You know, they haven't really been as hot. They got walloped in their conference championship. You know, I, they were good last year, but, you know, I, I so I could certainly see Ohio making it to the Sweet 16 or Santa Clara Barbara. I think they could also beat OU. So I, I, there's a very good chance, and that's part of the bracket, where we could get a 12 or 13 seed in the Sweet 16, which could possibly end up being a Cinderella team for the year. Oh, yes, certainly. So now um, give me your final four. Uh, my final four. I have a very controversial uh, final four, and it's not not, a, <laughs> not in the most likable one, but I have two one seeds and two four seeds. So wow. I, in the first matchup, I have Gonzaga versus Florida State. And I know not a lot of wow. people are hot on Florida State. Yeah, I am one of I'm those hot, I am, I'm high on Florida State. I'm, I think that if they can push through, I think they might be able – to make a good game against Gonzaga. I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll be able to push a good game. And then on the bottom half, I have Illinois, of course, and then I have the Purdue Boilmakers. And I think this team's really interesting. A very <laughs> underrated four, four seed. They've made a lot of good games. They play in the Big Ten, of course, so they're really good with the experience. I think that if they make it to the Sweet 16, they can knock, they can knock off Michigan. Or not Michigan, sorry. They can knock off Baylor. Mm-hmm. And then potentially, I think they would play Ohio State. And they had a good game against Ohio State in the conference tournament. I think that they can knock off the Buckeyes and make it to the Final Four. Wow. I, you know, I'm certainly not going to argue with it. Um, you know, I, I can certainly see it. But in this case, I'm going to say you're wrong. My Final Four is Gonzaga, Texas, Ohio State, Illinois. So, look, that whole that Michigan bracket, I have absolutely no idea what to make of Michigan. You know, Isaiah Livers is out. You know, I, on top of that, I think they were a shaky one seed because they got beat by Ohio State in the conference semi to, uh, um, semifinal. So with that said, say they're going to win the first round against the 16 seed. They'll likely play LSU. I think LSU beats St. Bonaventure. LSU is really talented. They put up a really good fight against Alabama, but Alabama got hot from three and beat them. So I think L- LSU is going to provide a challenge. Then moving on. I think they play Georgetown. I think Florida State does not get past Georgetown. So, I would – here's where I'm at with Michigan. I would take them over Georgetown. However, you know, if they played Florida State, I mean, I, I don't know. I could certainly see Florida State winning because I don't think Michigan is that good without Isaiah Livers. No, neither, neither do I. And that, this is where it comes to play because, you know, it was really shocking before the conference tournament seeing Isaiah Livers was going to be out. And nobody knows how long, but he's going to be out for a while. So if he doesn't come back, I think that actually LSU matches up pretty well if they played him in the round of 32. And then if they somehow, you know, they pull it out, then they got to play Florida State. And if they're without Isaiah Livers again, I don't know. They might have problems with Florida State. Yeah, I really don't think they go very far without Isaiah Livers. But, you know, I, I think that – region of the bracket you know with Baylor I think Ohio State comes out of that region I can certainly see mm-hmm. Purdue beating Baylor you know I kind of been up and down in that game but I just don't think Purdue has the firepower to hang with Baylor even though Baylor you know I mean they Baylor was 17-0 at one point they were set to play Gonzaga but COVID canceled that game that would have been a great game to see oh yeah so then in the final two you have Gonzaga and Illinois mm-hmm. yeah I have Gonzaga and Illinois in the final and of course I took Illinois and I would take Gonzaga if I you know Honestly, if I saw them play some better teams, but mm-hmm. I just seen Illinois. They they played Michigan without their best player, a first team All American in the country, not just in the Big Ten, the country, and they still crushed them. Michigan's big, they're tall, and they just killed them inside. I think what puts the Illini apart really is that their center play. 
Their mm-hmm. center plate, not only do they have Cockburn starting in the lineup, they have on their bench the big, tall Georgie guy, and I love that guy. He came in against Ohio State. He put up points. It was frustrating to watch, but they have really good center play, and they're really big. Inside. No, they can certainly dominate Gonzaga in the post, but here's where – see, I took Gonzaga in Illinois, but I know I've been high on Illinois. I'm rolling with the Bulldogs in this one. You know, I, I, I just think oh, I, I just okay. think Jalen Suggs is too much. I think Jalen Suggs is going to have a classic game. I mean, this is certainly going to be a phenomenal game. Might be a game, might be the game of the decade eventually. I think this would be a great game to watch, a great game to tune into. But I think the Bulldogs pull it out. I think Jalen Suggs is just too much for Illinois, and Jalen Suggs really solidifies his place in the draft next year. He's going to be a high draft pick. You know, I, I think you know I could very well see that. I definitely think this game, this game. Gonzaga versus Illinois would definitely make the 2020 season worth it. Season with unprecedented events happening, ups and downs, and I just think that that would be the perfect end to the season. Yeah, I would also agree with that. But now, now the last thing I want to touch on is teams that I think are going to flop or teams that are very likely to flop. So I put down three teams. I have Michigan, Florida State, and Virginia. Obviously, Michigan, we talked about it. Without Isaiah Livers, we're going to see how good Jawan Howard is, you know, in terms of coaching. Florida State, I, I just – I just got a bad, just got a bad feeling, you know, really it's kind of a bad way to put it, but I, you know, I'm not going to, not going to go against my gut. And then Virginia, you know, they've had COVID issues. They get kind of a bad matchup in the first round. So I think those would be three teams on upset watch here in the first round. You know, I definitely think so too. I have Michigan. First of all, Michigan, I agree with you entirely about that. Then I have two teams that weren't mentioned. So I start with Arkansas. Arkansas is a tough match against Colgate. Not many people know about Colgate, but Colgate puts up a lot Mm -hmm. of points. I know they don't play in a major conference, but Arkansas is, I mean, they've had some shaky play this year. And I think that if Colgate can get to a hot start, they shoot really well from three. I think they might be able to pull off the upset in the first round. Yeah, I, 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 also, I just want to say one thing. I think Colgate is a lot like Alabama. You know, I, I watched that Alabama-LSU yeah. game. If Alabama gets hot from three, they could easily win the whole thing. But if they're cold, they're not going to go very far. And, you know, like you said, Colgate doesn't play in a big conference. But Arkansas, you know, they're having a good year. So I, that certainly is going to be a high-scoring game and certainly one to watch here in the first round. Yep. And then in my last one, I also have Bama. Like you said, Bama. Mm-hmm. Bama won the conference tournament. I know they've been playing kind of decent. But like you said, if Bama starts really cold, it's going to be hard to recover. Against some of these teams, it's going to be kind of hard to come back. Really. No, yeah, certainly. But like I said, I mean, if they get hot, it, 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 when I was watching the LSU-SEC championship game, they took a bunch of threes, and I mean, I mean, they're either going to fall or they're not. They rely heavily on three-point shooting. Their guards are very good, but you know, it, it was weird. They got off. They started off eight nothing against LSU because they hit a couple of threes right away. LSU started to come back. Alabama started missing shots, and that's really why it was a close game because they're just such a streaky shooting team. It's really hard to pick them here in the tournament. Oh yeah. I have them bounce, I think, in the Sweet 16, I think. Yeah, I yeah, you know. I've seen some people have them go as far as the Final Four, and um, I don't exactly remember what I did with them. But, yeah, it's certainly, you know, one of those teams I've been going back and forth on these past couple of days. So, well, that's going to conclude here our March Madness podcast here. Zach, thank you for joining me. As always, always good talking to so a little college hoops with you. Now, um, one thing I want to touch on, Browns re-signed Rashard Higgins. Give me your opinion on that real fast. Oh, baby, Hollywood <laughs> is back. Roll out the carpets, ladies and gentlemen. Hollywood Higgins is As home. a Cleveland fan, I love it. But, I mean, now you're paying three receivers a lot of money. So, you know, I, I don't know. I swear, I'm, I'm going to make a free agency podcast later on. You know, we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll talk about the John Johnson signing and Tack McKinley and all that. But 
Yeah, man, you know, now you got Odell, you got Landry, you got Higgins. I mean, it's one of the best receiving corps in the NFL, but it's also a lot of money going to a lot of receivers. So thank you for listening, as always. Always good to talk a little college hoops. Uh, so um, stay tuned. We'll have more podcasts coming for you.